This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Shelby Joe Long, your host, and I love this podcast and having conversations with people because I want to inspire you to think about your genius and your strengths in a different way because there is a place in the marketplace for your genius. Today, we have another conversation with a genius entrepreneur in the publishing world. Marie Hasty, with her own LLC company, helps writers, helps people write their stories. She's a ghostwriter, and I'm excited to learn more about what she has going on in her business. Marie and I had the chance to connect a couple of weeks ago, and now we now we get to do this. So, what, Marie, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Shelby, thank you so much for having me. I've been so looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, it's so, it's really, I mean, of course, the, I like to hear the stories of the transformation of your genius to an income stream, but I think we can start, we can wait for that piece in a little bit, but why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so I'm a concierge ghostwriter and content writer for mostly physician leaders and clinician entrepreneurs. So Folks that are innovating in the medical space, whether it's new evidence-based treatments, new approaches to patient care, or even staffing new educational courses. So I help those people get more industry recognition um, through ongoing SEO. And on a larger scale, I help my clients put together a whole nonfiction branding books. So memoir, personal self-help, business books, medical books, uh, and these big content assets really function as part of a larger strategy to get my clients more speaking engagements, higher ticket consulting, more patient referrals, more audience members, basically get them into rooms where decisions are made and whatever their goals are, our books help them get closer to those goals. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Working we again, we work with similar clients, those that want to be in front of people that want to elevate their business by adding income streams that want to speak and all that. So I think that's why we immediately clicked when we talked because we work with very similar people. So it's a, it's fun to be able to do that. How long have you been in the ghostwriting space? Yeah, I've been doing it for maybe three years now. Um, I, I got here in kind of a funny way. I I have a nursing background Mm -hmm. um, and in the COVID pandemic, I i mean, I, I could see that we were heading for kind of a lockdown time where I wasn't going to be able to like travel and see friends as much. Um, so I really thought I was going to go back and get my master's. I was studying for the GRE. I thought I was going to go into public health. And I started getting these ads for a writing course. And I've always loved writing. I've always done like personal writing, some creative writing as well. Um, but that was kind of the first time that the idea was planted in my head that I could actually get paid to write for people in their businesses. Um, and so I ended up signing up for the course. I, I think it was like, well, I'd, first I found her Instagram ads and I, I'd kind of got put down that funnel, um, got on her email list at her like little masterclass. 
And finally, I was like at the end date where it was like our last day to sign up. And I was working a night shift and it was like 11 p.m. And I'd just gotten out of a patient's room where I I was just like, oh, I cannot, I cannot keep doing this. Um, And I was in the break room and I was like on my phone and I I was just like, I have to sign up for this. Um, And of course it felt like a really big investment at the time. I think it was like $2,000. And I mean, you know, in, in the life of a business, that's, that's so small. Um, But that's really kind of where I got started, I guess, maybe three and a half years ago in kind of building my writing skill set and starting to build my business. So, yeah. Yeah. It's such a, I mean, to go from a nursing, a nurse is such a, it's very high stress. So I totally understand that, but it's so active. You know what I mean? Like there's, you're never sitting down. It's so active. You go from, it's just an interesting transition to me. You go from this very active, involved one-on-one space to, to writing, which isn't lonely by any stretch of the imagination, but it's very, I mean, you're alone, you're writing, you're in your thoughts, you're, you're at a computer. So it's a very different activity level. So it's a, I imagine that transition was was interesting. Were were there some challenges with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think maybe the biggest thing I had always worked nights as a nurse. And so one of the things that drew me to having my own business was getting to decide on my own schedule um, and not having to like flip my sleep schedule back and forth several times in the week. Cause obviously that's just not good. Um, But yeah, I went from nursing where basically your every hour is kind of, you have specific tasks that you need to get done where, whether it's passing medications or assessing patients or doing education, discharging, admitting people to being an entrepreneur where not only are you doing the tasks, but you also need to figure out what tasks need to be done. You know, it's it's not like a prescribed system. When you start your business, you have to kind of feel things out as you go. Um, and time management for me was definitely something to learn, you know, when you don't have like five patients waiting on you for stuff to do when it's just you sitting in your office, needing to figure out like hour to hour, what should I do? You know, that's, that's definitely a learning process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little daunting. And I think it's something, you know, especially I work with a lot of people in transition, right. That are moving from either corporate or they've been teaching or they have, They've been in one industry and now we work on transitioning them to a new industry, but there's that's there's also transitioning their expertise, which I want to talk to you about a little bit more, but then, and speaking to a different audience, but then also there's the, oh, I'm my own boss. Like I'm in control of what I do. So how do I organize my day? There's, there's some, there's many challenges in transitioning. So I can yeah. imagine that those resonated with you. Yeah, so much. So what, what, uh, so in the writing did, was it, was it when you got into ghostwriting, was it kind of an immediate draw to be in the public health, in the health space? Is that, is it's, it seems like the best match for your skills and your passion to be able to write in that space since you were educated there and you had that job there. Was that an immediate thing? Yeah. You know, I, I kind of thought about, when I really was thinking I would do writing alongside nursing, I kind of thought that I wanted to 
focus on something other than medicine, just because I was like living in medicine in my regular work. Um, but the more that I wrote about other stuff, the more I was like, I don't really know that I'm that curious about other things. You know, I am curious about people and I'm curious about their experiences. Um, but medicine is just something that it is always changing. There's always ways that we're tweaking approaches or gaining knowledge through research. And it still fascinates me, even though I'm outside of the clinical setting and I'm writing about research rather than implementing it in my practice. You know, I think for me, medicine as an industry just has more staying power because, you know, we, we all have bodies and it, there's never a time when having a medical mind won't be an asset, you know? Um, so I, I kind of got, got into the medical niche just because I, I still wanted to keep up my knowledge. I still wanted to be in the industry, um, even though it's from home now. Um, yeah. and I, I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in staying with it. Although the more that I work with clients, the more that I realize that I, love human stories as well as medicine. And, you know, I'm not just fascinated by clinicians. Of course, I'm, I'm interested in writing stories about, you know, other kinds of leaders as well. So, you know, it's, it's something that branch that branches out as I go, but medicine will always be kind of a home for my brain, I think. Sure. So in, in your writing, do you write for medical audience or do you write for like a general audience? Cause you, cause you say there's, you know, writing in the, in the medical space, like, yes, when you write journal articles and whatnot in the medical space, it's a totally different vernacular and requirements and all that than writing for, you know, writing copy for a website or a public audience. So where is it kind of equal to, is that one of your... I guess, do you bridge the gap somehow? Where, where do you, where does most of your writing lie? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's really client specific. I've written a lot of SEO content, especially for the patient space. So it's usually patient education on, you know, medical procedures or diagnoses or medications, stuff like that. And I'm writing on behalf of a clinic or a physician, um, but I've also done a lot of writing that's more in the B2B space. So writing towards, um, like medical practice managers, um, I'm going to be doing a lot of writing for nurses pretty soon. Um, and in terms of books, it really depends on what my client's goals are. So, you know, for instance, if, if they want to be doing more consulting gigs, we might write a book that is targeted towards leaders in their industry or folks that are having a specific problem that their consulting can meet. So it's it's really specific to the client and specific to where they want to go with their business, who we're speaking to. But of yeah. course, you're right. I mean, it's, it's a completely different voice and tone depending on the people that you want to reach with each piece. So it's, it's super specific. Yeah. Yeah. I find that in, in my work, again, we do very similar work uh, where we we try to transform an expertise to speak to a new audience. And it's very different. It, there's, there's a lot of challenge in that because when we're in our space and I'm a, I'm a rhetoric person, communication person too. So when we're in our space, we develop certain jargon, we develop certain 
ways of saying things and technical knowledge that we can use in this space, but then we go to transfer it to this space, it's totally different. And I think that's a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly in the genius entrepreneur space, as they're transitioning their expertise from one audience to another, that it's different to talk about it over in this space than it is to really speak to an audience and what the audience might need. So it's yeah. that's that's one thing that I find to be most challenging with genius entrepreneurs is at being able to make that connection. And it sounds like you do that for people. So yeah, yeah. And it, it makes me think too of like, you know, my clinician clients who often they've been practicing in their specialty for, you know, decades. I think the longer that you develop a really precise expertise, the harder it can be to talk to people who are so removed and just entering that area. And so, yeah, I, I love being able to kind of be that bridge that you're talking about for my clients to help them reach more people that they can help, even if those people don't have all of that vernacular, all of those tools at their disposal. Right. Yeah. The medical world is totally over my head, so you could definitely help. Help, help with my space. Yeah. So what, uh, where, where do you see, you know, you've been in the business for a little while. You're probably to a point where you're starting to, you know, when we talk to businesses, particularly in the writing field, it's really hard to scale writing. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you're, you only have so many hours in the day. So where do you see your business kind of moving from here? Are you going to get into an agency model? Are you looking at higher tickets? Where, what's the next step for you? Yeah, good question. I I have, you know, of course, several ideas. I don't know that the agency model has a ton of appeal for me right now, but what I would love to do is to take the folks in my life that I know have skills that could be an asset to my business and start to kind of like get them education and to start thinking about outsourcing those projects, you know, especially like editing in my line of work, usually I, I get to a space with a project where I feel like I've put all of my brain power towards it and I can't be subjective about it anymore. And so at that point, I really want an editor, a third party person to take a look and make sure everything is clean, make sure it all makes sense before I hand it over to the client. And so that's something that I could see kind of bringing on more folks to help me with, um, you know, for sure, having an assistant has some appeal in the future. Sure. Um, but I, I think probably in the short term, the the higher ticket offers is is where I'd like to be. I'd like to move more towards those, and then I can think about kind of bringing more people on. and And for me, simplicity is really important to me in my business. I've had several phases where I've worked with you know contractors, and I had really intense processes for onboarding clients. And I think for, for me, the simplicity of systems, kind of looking at a system and thinking about how can I hone these down into essential steps um, is really important to kind of keep my stress levels low, keep things easy for me. And I know that that gets harder as you scale, of course, and bring more people on. Um so yeah, a, a lot of different directions maybe in the future. Yeah, there's, well, and you, and it, there's opportunities always just come to you, especially when you're working in your, in your genius zone and you're doing the thing that you're, you should be doing, then more opportunities will come. 
Maybe yeah, it'll yeah. And I've outlined for you. <laughs> yeah. And I've I've kind of learned too to like not hold too solid of an idea about my future because you know, like like you said, like ideas arise and opportunities arise and I could never like foresee. I mean, ghostwriting is something that I had honestly never thought of until a mentor of mine came to me with like a small ghostwriting project um, and was like, Hey, like, why don't you think about this? Like you could take this on. And I had never even considered like ghostwriting, like a long, long form piece before someone like brought the idea to me. So yeah, I think like staying open to ideas is, is really important too. Absolutely. I was going to ask what your what your piece of advice would be for genius entrepreneurs that are thinking about transitioning their jobs. That sounds like a good one, but can you think of anything else? Um, yeah, I think I think taking action is probably probably the the place to start. I think especially when you're noodling around with an idea and you've got a direction that you want to go. I think it's really easy to get caught in that like education consuming space and to, you know, be watching YouTube videos and reading ebooks and like doing all the things and all of that is great to be gathering information, but to kind of, um, to shorten that time between when you have an idea and when you're gathering information to when you're actually doing the thing and, making experiments and taking action and learning from that feedback. I think that's where the growth has happened for me. Um, because of course there's, there's only so much that you can learn through kind of theoretical knowledge. You, you just have to implement things. And I, I think you have to implement them faster than you think. Right. I think that's such an important lesson to learn. I even just, I've had three conversations this week where I'm like, we just have to get it into market. You just have to, we just have to push it and test it so we can adapt it and move it on. Cause you can't, you can't understand if it's going to make an impact in the market unless you just take action and move because it, because you will have to adapt. You will have to pivot some. It's just a matter of getting it into the marketplace and then, and adjusting it then. So I think that's yeah, such yeah. a thing that you gotta, you gotta take action. I think also that that's, you know, I come from the world of academia where we think about things a lot and we write a lot of papers and we, we do a lot of analysis and all that happens in this space. But then once you take it outside of there, you cannot, you can't do that very often. You've got to, you got to take some action. You got to do it. And if it doesn't work, then do something else. So it's a, it's a really different mindset. And I think that's an important thing to, to think about too. And it kind of, it kind of matches where you came from too, like your medical expertise and what you did in nursing. Like that's a, that's a very reactionary. If you don't take action, something's going to happen, you know? So that's kind of a, I don't know. That's a good influence for entrepreneurship that maybe you didn't think was actually there. So. Mm, Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I, I think too, like coming from the medical space, which is so, well, in my case, so corporate and also so focused on, you know, the letters behind your name. Mm -hmm. I think that moving into entrepreneurship where like you're learning as you go and there are no letters behind your name and you just kind of have to own what you're doing, even though you don't 
feel like you're doing it right. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, yeah, it is, it is such a different mindset to move from big medicine down to being a solopreneur. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Lots of shifts. Lots of shifts. Well, Marie, it's been a treat to get to know you a little bit more and more about your business. I think there was great discussion of some challenges and how to kind of overcome them today. I really do think that taking action is the, is, is the, is there are many pearls of wisdom to take away, but that's like, you gotta, you gotta take action. You gotta do it. If you don't do it, then you don't know whether it's going to work. So I think that's really important thing to think about. Is there something out there on the horizon that we should be watching from you? And where can people connect with you if they're interested in your services? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm super active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, it's just Marie Hasty RN. Um, I've also got a website with, I, I do blogs about every week just on publishing and branding, content marketing, storytelling, fun stuff like that. So if you want to follow my website and any questions on like storytelling or if anyone just like wants to talk about books, I'm such a nerd about books. <laughs> um, yeah, shoot me a DM. That's awesome. Yes. And I'm excited to talk more about how to integration with the rogue publishing community. I think it's an important, important, you have a niche that's really an important resource for a lot of people. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, Maria, it was great to have you on the podcast today and to hear about your expertise and your journey. The journey is so important to think about as we speak to this audience that, that, you know, might just need a conversation or might just need a story from someone that has transitioned their genius into an income stream. And hopefully you inspired somebody to do that. That's. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stories are like so important. They're how we, how we build context for our lives, how we learn and how we learn from others too. So yeah, I hope so. Me too, because that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to inspire our listeners to be able to think about their genius in a different play, play, different way, and to also not be afraid to enter that genius, that genius solution that you have is something that somebody else is looking for to enter that into the marketplace. So always follow this Genius Entrepreneur podcast for more stories from genius entrepreneurs. And please feel free to reach out if you need some way of conceptualizing your genius idea in the marketplace. So we will see you next time. Marie, again, thank you for coming to join us on the podcast today. This was a blast, Shelby. Thank you so much. So fun. And we'll see you all soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Jo Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.